Hello, I'm Brother Michael Langford. Our podcast is called Discipleship Answers. It is a podcast where I answer questions that I have received from you as it pertains to how to walk as a disciple and how to make disciples of yod heh Almighty God, and of Messiah, Jesus Christ. After more than 30 years in discipleship ministry, I have received many questions from up-and-coming disciples, and by popular request, I am answering some of your questions in podcast form so that you can study on the go. Discipleship Answers generally publishes new episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays around 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, so do check back often. I bid you welcome. We are continuing answering the same question in a series of podcasts. Today's question, why do you believe that Paul the Apostle was not teaching against obeying the Old Testament law? It seems pretty clear that Paul was teaching that. The question, of course, was sent by someone who wishes to remain anonymous, and I do thank them, however, for their question. Please remember that I am answering this question in a series of podcasts instead of a single podcast episode, as I normally do, and that's because the answer would be too long otherwise. This episode is the second in the teaching series dedicated to answering that question. A quick review. The first reason that we know that Paul was not teaching against keeping the Old Testament law of written scripture is because Paul directly said that he was not teaching against the law and the prophets. He made no less than six clear statements in a testimony in a book of Acts to that effect. In Acts 24, 14-16, Acts 25, 7-10, Acts 28, 17-21, he clearly said he was not teaching against the law or the prophets. Modern Christians desperately want and need to believe that Paul was teaching that we should not obey the commandments of God anymore because we are under grace through Christ because that is what they routinely teach today, that the grace of God means we're allowed to do things that God says we're not allowed to do. The big problem is that Paul openly said he was not teaching what people claim that he was teaching. Again, reviewing the six statements that Paul clearly made. Paul clearly said that he served the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. He couldn't be doing that while going against the law. Even Genesis 26.5 says that Abraham obeyed God's decrees. So Paul couldn't be teaching disobey God's decrees and be living according to the same faith that Abraham believed. Paul clearly said that he believed everything and that he was in accordance with the law and the prophets. Again, if he was against obeying the commandments of God in the Old Testament, this statement would be a lie. Paul said that he always did his best to maintain a clear conscience before God and before men. Paul said that he had committed no offense against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar. Paul clearly said that he had done no wrong to the Jews. Paul said that he had done nothing against the customs of the Jewish fathers. Now this is what Paul himself testified about what he believed, how he lived, what he practiced, and what he preached. In order for these six statements to be the truth, there is no chance that Paul could have been teaching what Christians think he was teaching. If Paul was teaching reject the law, don't obey the law, do the opposite of what God's law teaches people to do in the Torah and the prophets, because you are under grace. If that is in fact what Paul was teaching, as many Christians believe today, that all six of those statements that Paul made in the book of Acts would be a lie by necessity. If Paul was truly teaching against obeying the commandment, when he clearly said that he was not teaching that. If Paul was truly teaching against the commandments when he clearly said he was not teaching against the commandments, then Paul would be lying when he said that he believed, practiced, and preached according to the law and the prophets. If Paul were a liar, then he would not even be saved according to Revelation 21.8, let alone be an apostle, which if that were the case, 
then nothing Paul said regarding the law would have any validity or relevance in any case. Now, truthfully, I believe that Paul was telling the truth. I truly believe that Paul was and is a legitimate apostle of yod heh Almighty God, and of Messiah. I believe that Paul told the truth when he clearly said that he was not teaching against the law and the prophets. Since Paul told the truth when he said he was not teaching against the law and the prophets, that also means by necessity that he was not teaching what most Christians today believe that he was, when they misread, misinterpret, and misapply Paul's writings today. Now there's a second reason why I clearly believe that Paul was not teaching against the law and against the commandments of the Old Testament, as most Christians believe today. And that is because Paul upheld the writings and the authority of the Old Testament. We see examples of that in Romans 15, 4 through 6, in 1 Corinthians 10, and in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. I believe Paul was not teaching against obeying the commandments of written scripture in the Old Testament because Paul specifically upheld the authority of the Old Testament writings. What is more important than this, however, is that Paul even upheld the authority of the Old Testament scriptures even when he was writing to Gentile congregations, or predominantly Gentile congregations. We see examples of this in the letters to the Romans and in the letters to the Corinthians. And that is significant, as it is written. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instructions, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now may God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be both of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may be with one voice glorify God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 15 verses 4 through 6. Remember that the book of Romans was written in 57 AD. That puts it about 24 years after Messiah died and rose again. So 24 years after we supposedly enter the so-called age of grace. Remember that Paul was writing this to believers in Rome. Paul was not writing this to predominantly Hebrew or Jewish-born believers who came to faith in Messiah. They were probably a mixed congregation having some believers who came from a Hebrew background, but also having believers who were from a Gentile background. Paul clearly said that whatever was written in earlier times, also known as the Old Testament, was written for our instruction. Notice that Paul did not say what was written in earlier times, the Old Testament was written for me and for my people because I have Jewish background. On the contrary, Paul clearly said that what was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, meaning that the Old Testament was written for both his instruction and theirs, meaning the church at Rome or Gentile believers. The Old Testament was written for our instruction. He clearly said that. It is also noteworthy that the Torah, the first five books of the scripture, which we now refer to as the law, are often referred to by many Hebrew writers as the book of instructions. It's interesting that Paul said that what was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. Here's the issue. Modern Christianity has a serious problem. Paul clearly wrote to a predominantly Gentile-born congregation that the Old Testament was written for our instruction. But then supposedly Paul is going to turn right around and teach against learning from and obeying those same instructions? Supposedly, Paul's going to say to people, yeah, the Old Testament was written for your instructions, but you should disregard these? That doesn't make sense. That's the way that most modern Christians are now applying the scripture today. Yeah, 
The scriptures that were written in earlier times, the Old Testament, was written for our instruction. But since you're saved by grace and not by your works, then you should totally reject and disregard and ignore those things that were written for our instruction. Does that make any sense to anybody? Because that's literally the way that they're applying Paul's writings today. But it shouldn't be. You should totally do the opposite of what the Old Testament's instructions say and teaches people to do, because you're not going to be saved by obeying those instructions anyway. You're not going to be saved through your works of obedience. Modern Christianity makes zero sense at all when it applies Paul's writings in this way. He specifically told us in the book of Romans that what was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So he's not going to say, hey, disregard the instructions. You're not going to be saved by them anyway, after saying that they were written for our instructions to begin with. After all, wasn't Paul under grace himself when he wrote Romans 15? Of course he was. Nevertheless, even under grace, Paul still upheld the authority of the Old Testament. Notice Paul did not say, reject and ignore God's instructions now because you're saved by grace. Paul did not say, as many Christians assume he did, don't obey God's instructions because you're saved by grace. Paul did not say disobey God on purpose, do the opposite of what God's commandments and instructions tells people to do, because disobeying God will now prove that you're walking in God's grace through Christ. Disobeying God on purpose shows that you're trusting Christ and not trusting your own works of obedience to save you. Paul did not teach any of that garbage. In fact, Paul just taught the opposite of that rebellious mindset of those rebellious ideas right here in Romans 15, 4 through 6. Here's a second example. Paul uses the Torah, uses the law of God to teach the Corinthians, also a predominantly Gentile congregation, as it is written. For I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nonetheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also craved. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. After these verses, Paul then goes on to give Torah example after Torah example after Torah example that Christians should learn from and not imitate the Israelites. Here Paul was using Torah to teach the Corinthians to learn from the mistakes and the disobediences that Israel had committed so that we would not repeat them. Notice he says, do not be idolaters. Now, in that, Paul was referring to the golden calf incident, where they took Egyptian patterns of worship, copied that, and said we were worshiping Yahweh when they weren't. In Exodus 32, verses 1 through 10. Do not live immorally. Now, Paul was referring to the incidents described in Numbers chapter 25, where God executed 23,000 people that day because they were acting immorally. 23,000 people were destroyed that day. God wasn't happy. He said, do not test the Lord as they did. Paul was referring to the incident described in Numbers chapter 21, where they grumbled against God, they grumbled against Moses, they grumbled against righteous authority, they tested God's patience, and God sent them a plague of serpents. 
do not grumble. Paul was referring to the incident described in Numbers chapters 16 and 17. So again, Paul is now using Torah to teach them, hey, learn from the mistakes the Israelites made and don't copy those mistakes. He didn't say get rid of the instructions. He said learn from the instructions. Then in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 11, he says the same thing again, as it is written. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the ends of the ages has come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Now, that is a very important statement. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. Again, he says that what was written in former times, what the Old Testament, the Torah, the law, and the prophets were written for our example and were written as a warning to us that we would not copy and make the same mistakes the Israelites did. And then at the end, he says, therefore, let him take heed if he thinks he stands, so that he does not fall. Here's the thing. People forget that of the original people who left Egypt to go to the promised land, of the original adult generation that left Egypt, only two of those people actually made it into the promised land. Just because we've called on Jesus, just because we've been covered by the blood of the Lamb, just because we've left Egypt doesn't mean we're going to inherit the kingdom automatically. We can die in the wilderness if we're disobedient like Israel was. Don't deceive yourself. Again, Paul clearly said that the Old Testament and the examples contained therein were written for our instruction, and this is now the second time that Paul is using Torah to train Gentile congregations, and this time it's in Corinth. I challenge you to think rationally and logically for a moment. Was Israel punished by God in the wilderness when they obeyed God, or was Israel punished when they disobeyed God? Well, of course, they were only punished when they disobeyed God. Was Israel punished by God when they earnestly tried to do what God told them to do, or were they punished by God when they disregarded what God said and chose to do what they preferred to do instead? If you are using the brains that God gave you, then it should be obvious. Clearly, Israel was punished by God severely when they disregarded and disobeyed God's instruction. Since Paul is clearly instructing us and instructing the Corinthians not to repeat Israel's disobediences in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that also means Paul could not possibly be saying, hey, reject the commandments given by God. Do the opposite of what God is saying. Reject the commandments. Do the opposite of what God says because you're under grace, not under the law. Disobey what God said on purpose because obeying God doesn't cause your salvation anyway. Paul could not have been teaching those ideas. He just told the Corinthians not to repeat the disobediences of Israel right here. He was not and could not have been teaching. Disobeying God's commandments is now the new definition of grace. Paul just taught the opposite of that idea right here. Third example, Paul upheld the Torah to his protege, Timothy, as it is written. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, 
continue in the things which you have learned and become convinced of, knowing that from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writing, which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 12 through 17. Notice that Paul wrote this letter to his student protege Timothy about 65 AD. Now that puts it about 32 years after Jesus died and was resurrected from the dead. So traditionally counting, that would be about 32 years after we have entered the so-called age of grace. Did Paul say to Timothy, hey, reject the law now because you're saved by grace and not by obeying God? So disregard everything you learned in the Old Testament? On the contrary, Paul specifically told Timothy to continue obeying and doing the scriptures that he had learned since childhood. Did Paul say, hey, Timothy, don't obey God's law now because you're saved by grace? On the contrary, Paul specifically told Timothy to continue obeying and doing the scriptures that he'd learned since childhood. Did Paul say to Timothy, hey, disobey God on purpose. Do the opposite of the commandments you know to do and the instructions you know to do because, hey, disobeying what God said proves that you're walking in God's grace and disobeying what God said proves that you're not trusting your own works, but you're trusting Christ. Disobeying God on purpose shows that you're trusting Christ and not trusting your own works of obedience to save you. Did Paul say any of that? No, he didn't. On the contrary, Paul specifically told Timothy to continue obeying and doing the scriptures that he had learned since childhood. Christians, you've got to face up to it. Paul specifically told Timothy to continue obeying and doing the scriptures that he learned since childhood. Paul told Timothy to continue doing the Old Testament. The Old Testament was the only quote-unquote scriptures that Timothy would have had access to at the time. The so-called New Testament wasn't even completed until 35 years after this letter was written. And moreover, the New Testament was not even compiled, let alone widely distributed, until after 300 AD. So when Paul instructed Timothy to continue in the sacred writings, Paul was clearly telling Timothy to continue applying the books of Genesis to Malachi. Paul was telling Timothy to continue doing and practicing the Old Testament that he had learned since childhood. Paul told Timothy to continue doing the Old Testament just as he had learned since he was young. Paul did not say to Timothy, stop doing the Old Testament. You don't need that anymore. He didn't say that. Paul said exactly the opposite of those bad ideas right here. If the Old Testament is considered obsolete in the age of grace, as most Christians misunderstand and misinterpret Paul's writings today, then why is Paul clearly telling Timothy to continue honoring the Old Testament scriptures just as he had done since childhood. Notice that Paul said that the sacred writings referring to the Old Testament was able to make us wise unto salvation through faith in Messiah. Notice also that Paul clearly said that all scripture was inspired of God. 
all scripture is God-breathed, not just the books of Matthew to Revelation, but also the books of Genesis to Malachi. All scripture is God-breathed. Paul did not say some scripture is profitable, but others you should ignore. He didn't say that. Paul specifically said that all scripture is profitable. Now, I'm sorry, but the Old Testament is still scripture. Actually, I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry that some people forget that is what I mean. The Old Testament is still scripture. And Paul specifically told Timothy that the Old Testament scripture is still profitable. Paul clearly told Timothy that all scripture is profitable for doctrine or for teaching. Paul specifically and clearly told Timothy that all scripture is profitable for reproof. That refers to using the scriptures and using all of scripture as evidence to establish the truth of a concept or position. Paul clearly told Timothy that all scripture is profitable for correction. The word literally means to restore someone into an upright state of good character. Paul clearly said to Timothy that all scripture is profitable for training us in righteousness. That means that all of scripture is profitable to train us how to walk righteously in a way that is pleasing to God. Paul clearly told Timothy that we needed to use all of scripture in order to be thoroughly and fully equipped for every good work. That means that even by Paul's own definition, that we cannot be equipped for every good work that God wants us to do without paying attention to the commandments and instructions of the Old Testament. Now here's the problem. Scripture can either be profitable or it can be abolished, done away with, made obsolete, but both realities cannot live in the same space at the same time. If all scripture is still profitable to accomplish these good things Paul said it is profitable for, then that also means that the scripture cannot be done away with, it cannot be abolished. If part of scripture is now obsolete, done away with, then it cannot correctly be said that all scripture is still profitable to accomplish the purposes that Paul just declared they were profitable for. Something can either be profitable to accomplish a result, or it can be obsolete and done away with, but it can't do both jobs at the same time. So, here's the closing review. Why do I say that Paul was not teaching against obeying the law and the instructions of the Old Testament? I believe this because Paul made no less than six testimony statements in the book of Acts where he openly declared that he was not teaching against the law or the prophets. Therefore, Christians must be drawing an incorrect conclusion when they claim that Paul was supposedly teaching against obeying the Old Testament of written scripture, especially since Paul himself proclaimed that he was not doing what they say he's doing. Acts 24, 14 through 16, Acts 25, 7 through 10, Acts 28, 17 through 21. Paul clearly said he was not teaching against the law or the prophets. So either Paul was telling the truth about what he was teaching and Christians have it wrong, or if Christians have it right, then Paul was lying in Acts 24, 14 through 16, Acts 25, 7 through 10, and Acts 28, 17 through 21. You can't have it both ways. If Paul's telling the truth, he's not teaching against the law. If Paul's teaching against the law, then he's not telling the truth. In today's podcast episode, we discuss the fact that Paul upheld the authority and the validity of the Old Testament scriptures. In Romans 15, 4 through 6, Paul told the church at Rome that the things that were written beforehand, the Old Testament, was written for our instruction. 
Paul did not tell them to ignore and disregard the Old Testament. He just made the opposite of that doctrine right here. Paul makes the opposite declaration in that statement. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through 6 and 1 Corinthians chapter 10 11 through 12, Paul told the church at Corinth that what was written in the Old Testament was clearly written as a warning and as an example to us so that we would not crave evil things and that we would not disobey God the same way that Israel did in the wilderness. Now, if the Old Testament had been done away with, or it's been abolished, or it's been nailed to the cross so that it doesn't matter whether you obey its standards and precepts anymore or not, as most Christians today believe that about the Old Testament, why is Paul teaching the Torah principles and precepts to a Gentile-born congregation in Corinth? Thirdly, we have 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12-17, through 17, where Paul told his own protege and student Timothy to continue doing the scriptures that he had known since childhood. There was no New Testament compiled or widely distributed when Timothy was a child. The only scriptures that Timothy could have known since childhood was the books of Genesis to Malachi, or the Old Testament. Notice that Paul did not say to Timothy, stop doing those things. He didn't say, stop doing what you learned in the Old Testament. That's done away with and abolished now that you're in Christ. He didn't say that. He specifically told Timothy to continue doing the scriptures that he had learned since childhood. And lastly, you have 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, where Paul clearly says that all scripture is God-breathed or inspired by God, and it is profitable. It is, not it was. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate and thoroughly equipped for every good work. If the Old Testament instructions and commandments have been abolished, done away with, nailed to the cross, and are made obsolete so it doesn't matter whether we obey it or not, so that God's commandments are now obsolete, then by definition, only part of the scripture would still be profitable. Not all of scripture would be profitable, but Paul said that all scripture is profitable. Something can either be profitable to train you in righteousness, or it can be done away with and obsolete, but it can't do both jobs at once. Until I see you again, may yod heh bless you and keep you. May yod heh make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May yod heh lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Messiah, and Prince of Peace, Amen.